Welcome to episode 35 of the RxP Podcast, where three working professionals talk about the video games, movies, and TV shows that they love to enjoy in their free time. I'm your host for today, Alex, and joining me are my usual co-hosts, Matt. What's going on? And Tiffany. Summer is here. Summer is here. Man, last week here in California, it was way too hot. And I blame Tiffany for part of the reason of why it was too hot. It was so hot. But it was also hot here. So like she left and it was like 90% humidity. And it wasn't until like yesterday. Like we had like this huge shower and now it's like perfect. It's like no humidity now. It's so good. But it'll last like two days probably. Yeah. Here, Here it was just hot. No humidity though. That was great. I roasted in the sun. Nice. Just by walking. Oh, to a store. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Always appreciate the good vitamin D, though. You know, it's good for you. <laughs> That's what they say. Anywho, enough about the weather. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. And that is partly inspired by my recent uh, finishing of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, the uh, newest PS5 exclusive released by Sony. And on my uh, during my travels of uh, finishing Ratchet and Clank and getting the platinum trophy for it, nice. it made me realize, yeah, definitely a fun plat. Also, super short, took me twelve hours. Mm. So for you trophy hunters out there, definitely, it's not too hard. And I think just a shout out to Insomniac, the trophy list super accessible. It doesn't require you to do everything in the game. So definitely there's a lot of things I kind of skipped out on in my road to the platinum, but definitely if I want to go back, there's a lot more content to be had. Uh, But while getting the platinum, it made me realize, you know, like the name suggests, Ratchet and Clank, the titular duo of the titles of the series and how much I enjoy kind of the buddy cop. Well, in this case, it's not buddy cop, but the buddy system that Ratchet and Clank employs and the differing gameplay styles that they provide and also just the banter you know it's good classic banter between Ratchet and Clank and in this case Rivet and Clank who you might have seen in some of the the trailers for the game that's the new female Lombax uh, to the series and also another character which I won't spoil spoil here but there is another character that there's a lot of good banter back and forth that really you know evolves the characters adds character growth character development and also just as like a fun time right fun back and forth so before we get to that the talk about duos in our favorite games movies and tv shows i have a game for my co-host today hopefully it's a short game maybe it's long i don't know (laughs) these might be difficult but we'll see how my co-hosts do and that is Name that duo. That's the name of this game. Not very inspirational, but, you know, gets straight to the point. And so for my co-host today, I have cooked up what you may call a a few duo portmanteaus. And for those that don't know what a portmanteau is, it's typically a combination of words combined into a singular word. So, for example, some people might recognize Bradgelina. For Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. So the idea is I'm going to be giving you all, both of you, a series of portmanteaus, which are a combination of character names that from the source material they're from are 
typically some sort of duo. So they aren't necessarily a couple or directly related, but they might be friends. They might be co-workers. They might have some sort of association with each other. And it's up to you two to guess correctly who is the duo that composes this portmanteau of their names. Cool. I'm in love with this. Absolutely in love. And in this case, I'm going to keep it somewhat unstructured in that I'm just going to give you the portmanteau and it's up to you guys to keep guessing. And so be civil about being guessing, but you don't have to take turns or maybe take turns. I don't know. However you two want to decide it. I think take turns to civilized. Okay. And whoever can guess it correctly first uh, wins it. I only have one clue. So there will only be one hint for each of these in case it takes you guys too long to figure it out. Hmm. But the clue is pretty significant and hopefully will put you guys on the right track to to get the correct answer. So we're gonna we're gonna start off actually they're all kind of hard. Or at least in my opinion they might be <laughs> okay. hard. But we're gonna start with the first one I thought of. And so the portmanteau of this duo is shabby. 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 So if, if you guys want to talk it out, you know, you guys can work with each other, but whoever guesses shabby, it first is, will get the correct answer. Hmm. Is there anyone shabby. named Abby? Shabby. Shantae. Um, I don't know that game. Shabby. Sharon? Cheryl and Abby? <laughs> shabby. That is incorrect. I don't know what are, anyone. Is Abby... Sh- but it's not Abby. It could be like, it could be like, you know, Crabby. the end of someone's name. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Is it yeah, you're right. Spon- uh, SpongeBob and Mr. Krabs? That is incorrect. <laughs> you really were banking on that Krabby Patty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess here I will now on the fly amend the rules. Okay. I will give two clues. Okay. The First clue I'll give is the spelling of the portmanteau. Ooh. And the second clue will be the original clue I thought for each of these. Couldn't a third clue be what genre it's from? Like, is genre. this a game movie or TV show? <laughs> okay, maybe I'll do that as the first clue then. Okay. The, first clue, the first clue will be the, the genre. Nice. Or I don't know if genre is the right word, but category. Category, you know? yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Lay it on us, Alex. All right, so you guys couldn't get shabby. It is from both a TV show and movie. Oh. So these characters have appeared in movies and TV shows. Movies and TV shows. When you were explaining this game, I was like, oh, why would we need hints? This is going to be so easy. And now I'm like, oh, gosh. And I guess on the side... They have appeared in a game. I just realized there is a game for this as well. Okay. Shabby. But but, pre- but predominantly these characters are from a TV show and movie. So also or none movies. of these like couple names or whatever, are they like internet lingo? Some of them or no? Like, you know, shipping, like when people ship people no so these are completely portmanteaus of my own design oh, i looked no. up the character's name who knows his mind other than him <laughs> no one you never go full <laughs> even, alex you never even, go full alex, yeah, you never go full alex. i don't know i don't even 
<laughs> I think I a need shabby. another glue. Literally, he said it's part of every genre <laughs> category. And I'm like, shabby. He's like, oh, um, you want a category? Oh, All of Shazam the above. And, and that little boy. Shazam and Billy. And Toby. Billy. Shazam and Billy Bobson, whatever the guy's name is. <laughs> that is incorrect. I like the I like the enthusiasm, but no. Has Shazam been in a game? I don't think so. I have. I forgot that was a clue. I just forgot. You maybe like a uh, DC versus Capcom. Maybe. I don't know. I could see him in like one of those fighting games, but. All right, I I stand by it. I think I need another clue. All right, so. The spelling is S H A B Y. That's not helpful. That's one less B than I thought. <laughs> but is the way he paused, is it someone with a sha and it ends with a B? You know what I mean? Oh, he's nodding. Starts with a sha. Or not necessarily starts with a sha, but sha is part of it. And then. B. So I guess also to clarify the portmanteau, it is the either the beginning syllable or the final syllable. So I'm not obviously it's not a syllable somewhere in the middle. Like it's okay, the yeah, beginning yeah, yeah. and end. Yeah, yeah. So it will be clear after this first uh, answer. I have no idea what I mean by that. I'm gonna fold on this. Yeah, I'm gonna fold too. Okay, I guess it'll be a rush after I say this final clue. Mystery Machine. Oh, I got it. Shaggy and Scooby. Scooby. That is correct. Dang it. That's... Nice. Yeah. That is, that is the answer was I was looking for. Shaggy and Scooby. I mean, I guess you could say Scooby-Doo, but I was saying just Scooby by itself. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But yes. Good work on that. And yeah, if you remember, right, the there's the, um, the Scooby-Doo game, the movies, I think, for yeah. the Super Nintendo. Like, we have it. Yeah. Like for the Super Nintendo. So yeah, that's what I was like. There's so many oh, of the wait, Game Boy games game. too. Like Cyber. Yeah. That's true. That's Cyber whatever. Cyber Chase. It was whatever that uh, where you go through different worlds. I had it for Game Boy Advance. It was great. Great time. Well, yeah. That sounds like a great time. All right. That is one to Tiffany, zero to Matt. Time for the second portmanteau. And it is. Shrey. Shrey? Yeah, Shrey. <laughs> okay, I'm going to guess Shrek and Donkey. Did that is it? correct. Oh, it is Shrek and Donkey. I did She went full I Alex. Did. Wow. She went I full did. Alex. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Good oh, job. Man. What, what led you to think of Shrek and Donkey? That was good. Because <laughs> what else? I starts with Shrek. Like, I don't know. And I even it, thought the donkey was a stretch. Donkey. Donkey. But, you know. Nice. The, the, well done. The, the Remember, the, it's the like, EY at yeah, the end. Exactly. Yep. You, you put it together. I mean, 2 0. Dynamic duo, you know? Exactly. That's the, that's the thing to remember. <laughs> these are all duos. Like they have these are like paired characters that, you know, whatever their relation may be are typically associated with each other. So you got Shaggy Scooby, you know, they're going out solving mysteries with the gang. Yeah, those meddling kids. 
You know? Yeah, you got Shrek and Donkey, you know, Donkey intruding on Shrek. This is my swamp. Get out of my swamp, but Donkey doesn't care, you know? What a good movie. Yeah, great. Mm. Good great. series. Shrek 2, great. Yeah. Love Shrek 2. Hole Now for a Hero. Great song. Yeah. All right. A little overused you recently. Could, you but... can see it in uh, Loki episode 2. <laughs> yeah. All right, time for the third portmanteau, and it is Soku. Sora and Riku? That is correct. Oh, oh man. Matt going full Alex on this one. Nice. Put nice. a point on the board. Yes, it is Sora Riku from I Kingdom Hearts. I was almost thinking about Avatar The Last Airbender, and I got really confused. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, remember, get, get into the Matai duos, right? Sora and Riku always what a, trying to help each other out. That's a good duo. Out. Really good duo. Yeah. I know Kyrie's there, but, you know, she's there. She's important. She helps. She she gets helped. I, but it's really I Sora talk, and Riku, like, right? I know we're still in the game mindset, but after this game, I want us to talk about Sora and Riku because I didn't put them on my list because of a certain reason, and I want to get your guys' opinion, but more, more okay. of that to come. A teaser, if you yeah. will, for the main topic. Of it's the more because I'll forget. But stay tuned after this game. Yeah. All right. So the fourth clue or the fourth portmanteau for Matt to tie it up because if Tiffany gets it, she's going to pull away. She's I only clinch. have five. She's going to clinch. Yeah. But okay. we'll, we'll do the fifth one regardless of whether or not Tiffany wins this round. Yeah, yeah, for fun. And the fourth portmanteau is Chroma. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Hmm. Um, chroma. Okay, this is... See, it kind of doesn't make sense to me, but I'm going to say Chrom and Lucina. That is incorrect. Dang. You know, father-daughter duo, I guess, isn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, chroma. Chroma. I. Wait, I got it. I got no, it. No, you already no. took your guess. What? No. Matt, you guys agreed earlier that you would alternate. Guesses. I, Matt, give it to me. Maybe we should get another hint before. Uh, no. My, uh... I got it. If if I give you a hint, it'll reset the timing. So okay. she, okay. if Tiffany has the guess, I have right. it. No, I, I need the audience to know that I know it right now. Okay. Um, hmm. Chroma. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I know this. Do you? I know this. I do. <laughs> I know this, you guys. Audience, please know that I know this. Like, I, I'm I'm pretty convinced you know it, too. Um, go, ahead and, go ahead and do another hint, and then... Let's let's wait for another hint. Yeah, I don't need the hint though. No, Matt, right. I want the well, audience to know that remember. I don't need that hint. Can <laughs> the, I just prove it? No, please let me prove it. No, <laughs> let me prove <laughs> it's a Disney property. I know this. Oh, interesting. Am I not wrong, Alex? <laughs> Blink twice. Alex. Well, remember, remember let- the first clue I give is. What the genre category. it's from. Right, yes. right. So it's like, okay. it's still pretty broad. Like, we're not getting too deep into this. But I know that it's Disney. 
Can I so tell you I'm what just, the clue? Can I tell the? I, can I tell Matt what the clue is? That way, I can confirm that I know, and Alex can correct me if I'm wrong. What sure. genre? Is it movie? Go ahead. Movie. Oh, okay. That is correct. And maybe game. I don't know, but this is my guess, y'all. Kronk and Isma. That is correct. I nice. <laughs> yeah. After he clinches the game, yeah. going up three to one. I literally was like, after I said Krom and Lucina, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I had zero idea. Zero idea. Kronk and Isma. Pull the lever. <laughs> that that was going to be one of the clues. Nice. Oh, the, uh, literally the pull the lever? Yes. Matt, this is so scary. I went full Alex. You did. Like this is this is terrifying. But you but you put another score on the board in our running total. Okay. So with that, Tiffany clinches the game. We'll do the final one just because it's one of my favorites. For sure. Uh even though Matt can't you know, he can reduce how poorly or how badly he lost by today, what? but that's rough the way you're recover. explaining it, Alex. <laughs> Whatever, he's the one that said going full Alex. <laughs> you never go full Alex. What's that supposed to mean? Listen, I'll never know. I'll never know because you never did. <laughs> no, you did. You did with Soku. No, is I was one. That was one round. <laughs> All right. Well, the the final portmanteau is bed. <laughs> bed. Is it Bill and Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? <laughs> that is correct, Matt. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, as soon as you I... as soon as you said it, I knew it, and then I was like, "Well, I don't want to make them think I'm full Alex." <laughs> what? <laughs> but I had it. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell is that?" We clearly know correct. our strengths, wow. Matt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, also, wow, I cannot believe you got that so quickly, just like with Soku. But, you know, you're, you're there. You understand the duos, the dynamic duos, Bill and Ted. Yeah. Going on, as you said, going on their excellent adventure. Excellent. I've never seen any of those movies. Yeah. Classic. So I lost respectfully, like, 3-2. I could take that. Yeah. So that brings our running total. Let me reference our record here. So, oh, I'm not sure if this was updated from the last one. I updated it, yeah, yeah. Oh, is this updated? Yeah. This was updated on the second. Oh, wait. No, I didn't. I didn't update it. I think it's Well, Tiffany won the last one. I'd say Tiffany's up to now seven points with me, you know, at the bottom with two points and Matt squarely in second place with three points. Man, Tiffany, you're killing it. I just, I remember random things that aren't important to professional lives. Are you are you calling this a not a professional life? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. You know what? That's right. That was rude of me. That was very rude. I didn't mean that. I just remember a lot of random facts, and I guess I just know the game masters pretty well. That's a good point. I can like I can go full Alex or I can go full Matt. You know, like I'm a chameleon. You never know what you're going to get. Ambidextrous, but it's like ambihostrious. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, let's just leave that joke there. (laughs) 
All right, moving on. Main topic, <laughs> duos. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Ratchet and Clank, Shaggy and Scooby, Yzma and Kronk, Shrek and Donkey, Sora, Riku, Bill and Ted, you know, all these, at least to me, very iconic duos, right? When you think of these characters, or at least one of these two, you typically think of the other, right? They're, they're pretty point. much paired together. Um, not to say that they aren't great characters in their own right. You know, they all have their own personalities. They all have their own motivations. But also, there's typically some sort of further combination of them either interacting with each other, working together. And overall, typically just adds more to the properties that these th- these characters appear in, right? It just, you know, you can't, like, part of the story of Ratchet and Clank is the fact that they get separated and how that's, how meaningful that is to those characters to be apart from one another, hence the name Rift Apart. And so I wanted to just, today's episode to be a shout out to the dynamic duos out there that we love, that we enjoy, and that we think kind of add and improve kind of the properties that they exist in. And I know Matt, you know, previously referenced like Sora and Riku. So Matt, what about Sora and Riku? What did you want to talk about with them in particular? Yeah, so... I, I guess it all comes down to like how you define a dynamic duo because you're kind of defining it as like you think of one, you think of the other. And I was kind of thinking that they would always be kind of in a synergistic relationship. And I feel like Sora and Riku, they would be in a rival category and not as much a duo category, which I guess rivals could be a duo, I guess. Um, especially like in the later Kingdom Hearts, they are more of a duo. Um, but I feel like, especially King March one, and then later, like when they had the Keyblade trials, it was always kind of like one versus the other of like, who is the better Keyblade master? Uh, but that's why I didn't choose Riku and Sora, but I guess it's just based upon my definition of like, always going to be on the same goal, always kind of like together team ups, you know, going for it. I kind of am leaning to on the same page as Matt about, the duo situation because like for me when I think Sora and a companion honestly I think of him as a trio with Donald and Goofy you know like I don't really think about Sora and Riku together as a duo like like I would one of my favorite duos Jack and Daxter oh you know classic so, you know, for example, like, I think one of the things that we had discussed offline before was what constitutes a duo. Um, and I think that it's interesting to listen to Alex say that a duo for him, you know, an iconic duo is Sora and Riku, um, whereas my duos may not lean in that same direction. I did struggle a bit with, like, maybe couples as a duo, mm-hmm. you know, like Yuna and Titus from Final Fantasy X, because I kind of think of them together. Um, and I feel like couples is a very, I don't know, I guess it doesn't have the same connotation as a duo. Because I also, mm. when I think duo, I think supportive, like supportive friends yeah, or supportive bros or So I agree with sisters. you with the whole, like there's the Trinity trio of Sora, Donald, Goofy, but also I think it's like how you want to slice it, right? Where you can have Sora and Riku, you know, like those two are so tightly paired, right? You look at Dream Drop Distance, right? You're playing through Sora's story, you're playing through Riku's story, 
And also at the same time, you can see, oh, well, Sora is typically associated with Donald Goofy, yes, but also, right, Donald and Goofy are like, are the compatriots to Sora. And like, you could say that Donald Goofy themselves are the dynamic duo, right? They're the knights to King Mickey, you know, or the knight and the the mage for King Mickey. Sorcerer. And so like, they could also be just by themselves a dynamic duo that, you know, obviously they argue a lot, but they're there, right? Supporting Mm -hmm. the king, supporting Sora, supporting Riku even. So I think... I do agree with you, but also you can slice in multiple different ways. And especially for Kingdom Hearts, it still fits the mold. Um, But also you talk about that you typically think of synergistic or supportive characters, but I think duos do are also supported in antagonistic ways. Because for me, another duo I want to shout out that I typically associate is Yugi Moto and Seto Kaiba from Yu-Gi-Oh! Right? Like when you think of that kind of pairing of that protagonist antagonist relationship, right? Like, I mean, you think about Kaiba and you can think about Kaiba by himself and you think about Yugi by himself and their separate journeys, but also like their dynamism between them and what, how they interact in the show is really because of like the fact that, right, they are rivals. Mm. And I think a rivalry can add to what makes two characters so closely linked and kind of like carry that, like relationship like through an entire series yeah that's, that's a good, fair that's a good point because i feel like kingdom hearts like i i guess i could argue that sora and goofy are kind of a duo but that's only because um um donald is always you... dead you know like he's oh. always dead in my party so it's like oh, it, it feels like it's always sora and goofy so i guess it's not a trio um but then you know like you've got the palpu fruit that he shares with Kyrie, so it's like, are they a duo? But then it's like, are they just a duo because they're a couple? But then, like, if you really go through it, like, Roxas and Sora, they're kind of a duo, but they're like the same coin, just different sides. Like, which then we get way into the weeds of Kingdom Hearts, which we could probably All do. All right, like... listeners, yeah, we <laughs> yeah. won't go that we won't... we won't go that deep into the weeds this episode. Right, we'll spare you that. Right, um... right in if you want us to, though. <laughs> Listen. We'll do it. Deep dive right here. At rxp.podcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at rxp underscore podcast. Yeah. But I think Kingdom Hearts is such an easy place maybe to find duos because relationships is everything about that game. Like that game is all about friendships and companions and meeting people along the way. No matter where you're from, like it's all about being together and going towards the same goal. Uh, but yeah, like if if you have rivals, like I get it, it kind of pushes you in that direction. So I, you know, I I think you're uh, you've been uh, influencing me, and I, I think Riku and Sora would be a duo. And one more iconic protagonist antagonistic duo that I feel like everyone has to agree with: Cloud and Sephiroth. I was just thinking that. Like, I, that yeah, I was thinking yeah. that too. That I oh, I should have cut you off and just said yeah. it. Even in Kingdom Hearts, right, they re- they're so big, so important, so impactful that they transcend their own property of Final Fantasy VII, and they come into Kingdom Hearts too. Yeah. So it's like they're, and they're all over the place. they came into Smash. Mm-hmm. One could not live alone without the other, yeah. you but know? E- but even uh, Batman and the Joker, they have this antagonist relationship, but multiple iterations, and this goes across the movies... Um, with Batman, 
I keep, I always mess it up. The Dark Knight, um, the Dark Knight with Heath Ledger, he that Joker adaptation was just saying, "I'm nothing without you. I need you. I need you as Batman." And there's so many other instances of that. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. a good friend of mine gave me one of my favorite comic books, which is The Killing Joke. And a lot of that is the antagonistic relationship between the Joker and Batman. And I was just kind of like flipping through it because it's a comic book that I love. Um, it's one of my favorites, and it's really short too. And it's it's compact. It's one you know volume, and then you're done. Uh, but it has the antagonistic relationship where kind of Batman and Joker are kind of like Roxas and Sora. It's kind of the same coin, just different sides of it. And the only difference between Batman and Joker is just a bad day. And and that to me is where I love how DC Comics kind of transcends like all these ethics to it, and it goes to it because one one duo that was on my list was Batman and Robin, and the reason I picked Batman and Robin was because one I'm a huge Batman fan, but Batman has always been this this pillar right? He's he's yeah. a lone wolf fighting crime in Gotham, and you take kind of a fragile child and put him in that situation. And what? Why does Batman need this agile kid? He doesn't. But you like later on, you see how much he relies on Robin and how it, it turns into the Bat family. And then later on, like Batman breaks his back when fighting Bane, and who takes up the Batman helm? It's Robin, but he's Nightwing, and it, it turns into this strong guy that doesn't need anybody to rely on someone else and i feel like duos in a way even if they're not equals in a way like that re- mutual respect of like causing so much character development over someone's arc is like that's what a duo is to me and so i totally see batman and robin just as much as anyone else fun fact i was actually going to use batman and robin as one of the portmanteaus but i thought it would have been too skewed one way for one contestant over the other. Yeah. But now looking back on the results of the contest, maybe I should have used it. Yeah. Who, I mean, well, what would you have created? Bobbin? Or do I even oh, ask? It, yeah, it would have been Robman. Yeah, Robman. Ooh, that would have been Rob. Oh, gosh. Robman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I want to go back uh, to Jack and Daxter. Uh, I have very um, fond memories of playing that growing up, you know, we had the, I guess the, the dynamic of the silent type, and the one that runs their mouth, mm-hmm. which is also a trope of another one of my favorite duos, which is Rocket Raccoon and Groot. Oh, nice. Um, except Groot says his name, but anyway, so <laughs> Jack and Daxter. I really like that game, and I kind of wish it came back or someone reinvigorated it, like how Insomniac did for Ratchet and Clank. Um, maybe one day, or maybe it just I'll just keep wishing. But I thought those games were just really fun, and of course, you know their names are in the title of the game. So, well, I guess except for like Jack Two, but you know Jack and Daxter, I just th- it just rolls off the tongue. You know what I mean? Like you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, and Rocket Raccoon and Groot. I think that the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie really showed off how much of a dynamic duo they are, mainly because, you know, they were already kind of together when they were arrested and everything. And um, I feel like the movies, as they moved on, kind of showed a very, you know, a different relationship because, you know, Rocket ended up pretty much like raising 
mm-hmm. Groot's tree child or something. I don't know. I still don't really come 100% um, understand. Well, I mean, I do understand that this Groot <laughs> is not original Groot, but I don't, I still don't really understand. Anyway, so I think their little dynamic is really adorable. So I think, you know, as Matt mentioned, Batman and Robin having a character sort of raise up and raise for, you know, a character. We have Rocket and Groot doing the same thing. And I like both of those picks in particular, because like you mentioned, it's literally a way for one character and not to say unable to express themselves, but in some fashion, not directly able to express themselves being expressed through another character. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's a cool like dynamic in and of itself to say, Hey, I mean, Jack is his own person, right? Groot is his own person. But the fact that we have rocket raccoon, right? Translating for Groot, in mm-hmm. the moments where, like, right, Groot says, I am Groot, but Rocket Raccoon's able to kind of say exactly what's happening. Right. And then same thing with Dax, sort of just kind of, like, implicitly, not necessarily speaking for him, but kind of speaking for the both of them, I guess. And so it is kind of cool to get these weird, like, one-sided translations of everything to be like, is this exactly what Groot and Jack are saying? Or is this just kind of, like rocket and daxter's interpretation of what they think they're feeling and so it's just kind of a weird kind of fun dynamism that you know especially for jack later on right who eventually is able to speak on his own Mm -hmm. uh there there's some cool dynamics that could be played off there to be like you know i really didn't like how you were like portraying me back there like i didn't say that (laughs) like jokes like that could be made so also when you guys think about duos what are your thoughts on straight up brothers as a duo you know, I'm talking Mario and Luigi. Mm. I'm talking Thor and Loki from the MCU. Like, do you consider them duos? I think, yeah, of course. I think, like, blood relation is kind of, like, a key underlying, like, link, right? Like, if it's brother-sister, brother-brother, sister-sister. You know, any permutation of family, I think, really does represent that. I'm not sure Mario and Luigi is the best duo because... Typically, they're separate or they're on separate journeys and like very little do they like interact with each other or like or Nintendo doesn't really show them in sort of an interactive way. I know that there's the Mario Luigi games, right? Um, Like the DS games and stuff like Bowser's Inside Story and everything. But for the most part, they're kind of like on their own journeys. And so like while they are a duo, I don't think they're portrayed in such a way where that duo matters. They're just brothers. Um, and then as you mentioned, who was the other character? Who was Thor and Loki? Yeah. Thor and Loki. That I think is a good demonstration of like how you can do brothers, literally brothers from another mother. But (laughs) in that case, how they kind of play off of each other and that they're not necessarily blood related, but you know, socially they're related to each other and you can have a more interesting dynamic, right? With Thor being more, I guess, headstrong and, very disciplined in ways and Loki being kind of the run that runs around. Yeah. That's mischievous. and doesn't really play by the rules. And so that's a cool dynamic. And so definitely I think family and speaking of family, I just want to shout out to, you know, Kratos and Atreus from God of war. I think while it is a father son dynamic, like they are a duo in that game and just random prediction I think, you know, God of War Ragnarok, we're going to, like, part going to play Kratos, part we're going to play Atreus. Mm -hmm. They're going to be separated. But it's that dynamic, the fact that they were together for that first game, 
that I think will help strengthen the bond and like desire the ability to want to play as both of them separately in the sequel, which I hope for Mm -hmm. um, that I think improves that character relationship. Yeah. I think when I think about family, I think Mario and Luigi kind of, it struggles because there's not as much communication in between them, but with Thor and Loki, like some of the most powerful scenes of the MCU with both of them together is when they're kind of like, listen, we grew up, we were brothers. Like we had the same family. We did all these things together. Like how could you betray us? How could you do all these things? And I feel like that, that kind of character development. Now we're seeing, you know, with Loki as the TV show, um, you know, him almost kind of being outside that story. um, You know, it's just an interesting take to it. Um, and I'm actually not going to speak anything about more about Loki because I'm afraid I'm going to spoil something. But um, like Thor and Loki is just so like that. That to me is a great duo. Uh, but I did actually put Kratos and Atreus on my list because for me, I think this is a good way for the future of duos. Because, you know, I, I could easily talk about Banjo-Kazooie. And you know what? I just mentioned oh, yeah. their name. It was on my list. That was the first thing on my list. But you know, I'm not going to go into that because it's that common trope, that Jack and Daxter, that quiet type with the loud type. And the thing about Atreus and Kratos is, yeah, Kratos is quiet, but when he speaks, like it, it's meaningful. And like there's so much passion behind it. Um, and you, you see that character evolve. But the cool thing about the duos is that, you know, Atreus is, is an archer. And so, like, this is the one where it translates into good gameplay. Like, I I thought that the duo gameplay of Atreus and Kratos was perfect. You got Kratos. He's going to hit, like, a tree trunk. Like, he's just going to, like, smash people up against rocks, and he's going to use his his axe and all these things. But Atreus can be used as a way to kind of defense. Like, if you want to stagger someone, have him shoot an arrow at him. Um, and all the while, like, you're building so much lore just walking around this world because Atreus is a kid, and he's going to be asking about all these things that Kratos has done. And so for me, that that without Atreus, I feel like God of War 2018 would not have been Game of the Year or, like, even in contention for it because you need that duo to make it as good of a, as a, uh, a title as it was. My actual prediction for god of war ragnarok when it releases next year or the year after whenever it does um is that it's almost like a final fantasy 15 where you kind of have kratos and he's like hitting along and then maybe there's some way to toggle into working on atreus so you guys are still battling together but he's like full grown now and he you know he's just as powerful as as kratos and maybe there's a a way to you know certain enemies are better to shoot from afar or you know whatnot um, but I'm, I'm really excited to see what that is because Sony Santa Monica, they figured out a way to bring duos and games to the 21st century with their title. And so, um, I'm very excited to see what they do next. Yeah. Uh, those are great duos. And when you were talking about, um, support more like supporting characters or whatever, I also, this wasn't on my list, but it made me um, think about when you mentioned that Atreus is an archer is my mind flew to Lord of the Rings and you know who Frodo and Samwise Gamgee, you know, iconic, or do we say Legolas and Gimli 
and their rivalry you did it is to the me. duo like which duo is the strongest duo you know what i mean like do you consider legolas and gimli a duo because i do absolutely and that's one of those like, that is making me rethink my initial thought of rivalries couldn't be duos because they're probably one of the strongest duos they're two people that like if you like read the books the books and yeah everything about like what happened to rift apart Between. dwarves and elves so yeah. all that historical background and then through these movies they turn into brothers like that's yeah that's awesome yeah so i think legolas and gimli are a very strong duo that i was always like rooting for them and and their little kind of antagonistic relationship was fun to watch and then you know frodo and samwise gamgee you know literal pulling them up by bootstraps kind of attitude in the sense that like you know frodo when he was down and didn't think he could make his path alone samwise like i'm not gonna let you give up and i'm taking you i'm taking you the way you know yeah and then go ahead i'm literally overflowing with duos now well let me let me just yeah go in because i just showed you guys my list and the the last one that i put was samwise and frodo because honestly because I, I, I don't have a brother. Like, I, I have two two sisters, never had a brother. But, like, growing up, um, Samwise and Frodo was that brotherhood relationship that I've always known. Just, like, from reading the books, watching the movies, loving both of them. And kind of that whole mentality of it's, like, a healthy relationship, too. Because, like, the biggest thing for many friends is, like, trying to take others' burdens and, like, burdening yourself um, yeah. And like the most powerful part of Lord of the Rings, the whole trilogy is when they're like climbing up Mount Doom and Sam is like, you know what? I can't take that burden from you. Like I can't hold that ring for you, but like I can take you like I can physically pick you up and like bring you up Mount Doom. And like, yeah, honestly, Sam is one of the strongest characters in that entire series. And it's just because he's an awesome duo with Frodo and like Frodo would never have made it without Sam and vice versa. Frodo wouldn't have made it without Sam and Sam wouldn't have made it without Frodo. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I, yeah, that was one of the first things that came to my mind when I was thinking about duos. You know, and then I talk about like the antagonistic, playful relationship between Gimli and Legolas. Like I am the biggest sucker for buddy cop relationships, you know? yes. Like I'm talking about you know, more recently, Bucky, the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and Falcon, Sam Wilson, loved their dynamic, loved them in Civil War, loved the show, such a great duo. And then, of course, we got to get into Jackie Chan and his, I think he has two great relationship duos. Okay. Number one, Chris Tucker and Rush Hour. Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. And then number two, I have a very big soft spot, soft spot for Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson in Shanghai Noon. Okay. Like, Jackie just knows how to act with another dude mm-hmm. that's coming from a different background. You know what I mean? Like, I love those movies. And I love the comedic relationship between them. I iconic rush hour is one of my favorite movies of all time one of my favorite and like chris tucker is hilarious in that and jackie chan is hilarious like together yes they're just fantastic and owen wilson i actually have never seen shanghai new but 
Um, so I can't really comment on that. But talking about Owen Wilson, him with Loki in the first part of this new Loki. series. Yeah. Like Owen Wilson with Tom Hiddleston is hitting on all the right levels. And I'm like, this is great. Where's Owen Wilson been all this time? Because like yeah. he's he's jiving right here on these first few episodes. <laughs> You really need to check out Shanghai Noon, Matt, because also like Lucy Liu's in that. Really? Like, okay. As just, I mean, she doesn't have a big part in it. It doesn't feel like it. She kind of is like the damsel in distress gotcha. character. But that, oh my God, I think I have, I mean, I may or may not have a DVD. I don't know. But like, I need to get that on Blu-ray. I need to get Brush. I need to get both of those on Blu-ray because they were so funny. Mm-hmm. Alex, did you not like shanghai noon or what do you remember that movie or did you prefer oh yeah because it because it also had the sequel shanghai nights right correct oh yeah Yeah, it was so good they made a sequel matt that's how that's how you know that's how you know yeah that's why rush hour had three movies (laughs) exactly and then they tried for that spinoff show that didn't have chris tucker or jackie chan and that's why it flopped yeah that's all i'm saying so so good to filter fish (laughs) <laughs> now talking about something that i don't have many blu-rays i don't really collect blu-rays um or dvds or anything but one thing that i need to have on hand with me at all time is one of my favorite movies of all time which is you've got mail you've got mail my family actually we watch it every year we put up the christmas tree which is not a christmas wow. movie like christmas is in it <laughs> but it like spans from fall to spring so Christmas is kind of in it, but we watch it every year, and it's just like a like it's just a tradition. But my duo, that I it was actually the second duo that I listed, is um, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, because Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks they took over the late '80s, early '90s. They had, um, of course, they you know you've got mail, but then they also had Sleepless in Seattle, which was like so good like if you guys are into rom-coms or anything like these are just like classic and just the chemistry that they have on a movie is amazing and and it's one of those things where you watch all these movies and you're like i wish that they were a real couple like i that's that's the relationship i want them to have but then you know like right they're not like meg ryan married dennis quaid which gave us jack quaid who's in the boys and everything so like i guess that works out but um yeah (laughs) (laughs) but they they they're forever probably like one of my favorite um non-couples couples couples that i would call a duo in in movies for sure i've never seen you've got mail or sleepless in seattle and i love rom-coms i've i've got a blu-ray if you want to borrow it (laughs) (laughs) okay i might hit you up later speaking of tom hanks though it reminded me. Oh yeah, Buzz and Woody. Oh yeah, that's that, a good one. How, yeah. How how can you forget about Buzz and Woody and just like the adventures they go on in Toy Story and that like right starting as antagonists, you know, feeling threatened, like you know, space adventure in a foreign planet. Him just trying to go back to Star Command and being like, "What am I doing here, cowboy? Like, what's going on?" And then it growing into what a touching relationship and mm. it culminating right with yeah. uh Toy, Toy Story, Story 4 and the kind of them going on their own journeys yeah and it just being like 
it's kind of like that Fast and Furious style type moment where, you know, they're driving down the road and then they just go down <laughs> each fork, right? It's the, the departure of Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. And it's just like, and that also being another duo there and that being said, I guess to me, like a sign of a good duo is if the series or story goes on long enough that you reach kind of the part where they depart each other mm-hmm. and they separate. And then that it, like feeling so impactful, that's when you knew the duo was something like it meant something real is because you felt bad or you felt sad that it was coming to an end. I think I would agree with that. Like if they like, which then, you know, if I got so invested in their relationship together and then they were had to be apart. And I felt something, I knew that that meant something for me. And this is why I need to bring up Mandalorian and Grogu. Oh, that was nice. the duo of Star, like my Star Wars duo. Like, get C3PO and R2D2 out of here. Like, whoa. It's, it's all about Mando and Grogu. And when, and spoilers, spoilers for season two. Spoilers. Spoilers. When they separated at the end of season two, my heart broke into a bajillion pieces. Mm-hmm. Like end end of spoiler. End of spoiler. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Call, in, call so, out R two D two and C three PO though. C three The Star Wars duo for me. It's not Anakin and Padme. No. It's literally. But what about Mando? Anakin and Obi Wan though? Like, talk about that. No. Obi Wan has to raise this Padawan who's not even his. After his master died, raise him up. He becomes Jedi Master, not part of the Council, but still Jedi Master. Then he gets betrayed by that that guy, and then ends up that guy killing him. So like that doesn't that, sound like a duo to me. Is that, that a to duo me, to you? I think it is a duo though. Like, and then later on, like in episode six and beyond, like they turn into force ghosts of each other because Anakin kind of like outlived his his mantra of Darth Vader. So I, I would I would consider it a duo. It's more of a rivalry. I was just playing, but I was just playing games. One of the biggest rivalries that I just not thought of when you talked about and winning games. Oh, would you say? She said she was just playing games, and I followed it up with and winning games. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Got me there. Um, when you're talking about you know the whole Paul Walker thing, is you know the length of a series really affecting it? A duo oh, that yeah. I don't know if we really considered. Well, I, I consider them a duo, but maybe they're not the first duo you think about in the MCU. But Iron Man and Captain America. Like, they became rivals throughout this. And, like, really, like, we were even talking today in the office, Tiffany and I. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Tiffany was talking to a couple other coworkers, and they're basically saying, whose side were you on in Civil War? And I was in the in a meeting, <laughs> and I had people yelling, Matt, Matt. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, gosh, what fire is happening? Are there people at the door? And it's like, hey, were you on Captain America or Iron Man's side? And I'm like, you guys got to be kidding me. <laughs> Trying to do the Zoom call. <laughs> you make us sound so distracting, which we think, are. But... I don't think it was you. I don't think it was you. But It wasn't me. I wasn't yelling at Matt to answer the question. Right, right. But if you look at, like, throughout those first few movies up until um, Infinity War and Endgame, they were a team and they were a duo, but they had completely different ideologies 
but they still were a team and they still kind of like had this like friendly rivalry that sometimes wasn't so friendly. But like to me, like that made Endgame mean so much more when I was like, gosh, phase four and beyond, they're not going to have Iron Man or Captain America in it. Like that to me is just, it still kind of boggles my mind, but it just shows how much care they put into the MCU, into that rivalry to make me even care about it. Yeah. All the feels for all the duos. And, you know, I just want to shout out, and I'm not sure my co-hosts will agree with me or they're not in touch with it as I am potentially, but SpongeBob and Patrick. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to reluctantly agree that it's a duo, but Lord help us. And I I shout them out mostly because of their, you know, journeys and tomfoolery and ridiculousness, right, throughout all of SpongeBob SquarePants. And, like, that's a show that I grew up with. And watching them and kind of, you know, the ridiculous acts that they go about in the episodes and, you know, interacting with Mrs. Puff, Mr. Krabs, you know, even Sandy. But it's always like the core, the real touchy-feely episodes were when SpongeBob and Patrick, you know, were up to no good or Mm -hmm. they were fighting or what have you. And it was always something that to me, I'm like, you know, these guys are best friends. And even when... They fight even when, you know, they work together, right? They're always there for each other. Hell, they're even neighbors too, right? Mm-hmm. Albeit Squidward's in between them, but, you know, they're they're still neighbors. <laughs> um, and so that's when, you know, when you when you can tolerate living with someone that's not blood-related to you, that's when you know you're probably good friends with them, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like, how, how can anyone get along? But, yeah, definitely just wanted to not overlook them because I also thought about including them in the – in the game, but I thought maybe it'd be a little bit too difficult if they weren't on your guys's mind, so I decided to leave them out. But what was their yeah. name going to be? Honestly, I didn't think of the portmanteau. I just thought, oh, what if I did SpongeBob Spatric? and Patrick? Spatric? Yeah, Spatric. it would. It would be like yes, yeah, or Spuntrick, or Spatric. Yeah, but yeah, I was trying to keep it too ambiguous, you know. Yeah. But, uh, if if Sponge was in there, I think that was that would be a dead giveaway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also like how both of us or like Matt and I each said like um like we mentioned Captain America, but none of us mentioned Captain America and Bucky. <laughs> Winter Soldier Bucky. I yeah. I can pair them better with other people. So mm-hmm. Stucky is not on our list. Because I think that that relationship, right, was like the impetus for the other relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, it was yeah. their old relationship that started everything else. And obviously it's like their relationship ended in the 40s, right, way back then. Yeah. And they went down separate paths. So they they had that Paul Walker, Vin Diesel moment really early on the series. But those roads kept going on for a long time and they connected to other roads. Yeah, I'm just, you know, it's just so nice to talk about a majority of these relationships being very positive and supportive relationships Mm -hmm. that people can look up to and strive to become. Like, I think Mm -hmm. that's really nice and sweet. I want to be SpongeBob one day. (laughs) You want to find your Patrick? Or do you already have your Patrick? Or do you already have your Patrick? Uh, we're not going to answer that question on the pod. <laughs> I think she wants you to be I, like, hey, I'm your Patrick, Alex. 
<laughs> we are SpongeBob and Patrick. I will not make uh, that of record. It's today. probably more like he's my Groot. I think that's what. That's what more you're of grooming him. <laughs> okay, and that's weird. Like, I hate it. I hate it. I take it back. Right. I take All it right. back. On that note, I think we've reached the end of today, episode 35, Dynamic Duos of the RxP <laughs> Podcast. Let us know the dynamic duos you want to shout out or dynamic duos that you enjoy by writing into at RxP underscore podcast on Twitter or our email, rxp.podcast at gmail.com. And I just want to shout out, you know, thanks for listening if you're still here at the end of the podcast after everything we've been through and even if this is your first episode you're listening to or the 35th we appreciate all you listeners out there taking the time and until next time take care i'm a chameleon you never go full alex can fish <laughs> <laughs>